Good evening, welcome to uh, our first 12-man podcast of the season. Um, you've got me, Steve Jackson, I'm here on the, uh, in the main chair as usual. I've got Mr John Donovan with me, evening JD. Evening Steve, evening boys. How are we doing all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Uh, we've got Mr John Cutler with us, evening John. Evening Steve, all right boys. Doing good. And... Uh, making a very rare appearance, um, one out of one for the season, so I'll give him that. Uh, this is Jamie Dalgano, evening, Dally. Evening, mate. Boys, everyone's okay. All right. Oh, good, yeah, all good. I still can't get Carly out of my head, to be honest, but <laughs> yeah, I've got, to, I've got to rehearse some sort of dance now, so uh, look forward to that on Saturday. Um, so before we start, how are we all doing? Okay, yeah, yeah, good to be back. Good to be back doing normal Saturday things and uh, I'm back on the podcast. Great. Love to talk about the weather. That is the, that is the type of enthusiasm I'm all here for. Right. So we're going to... Um, so basically we're going to talk about West Brom. We're going to talk about the game, uh, the atmosphere, because I thought the atmosphere on Saturday was was brilliant. Uh, we'll talk about what Wilder said. Not that he was... Paddy- <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, he did say he loved Paddy McNair because he plays golf with him. He said that last week. So um, uh, we'll talk about transfers and we'll talk about QPR, our first away trip of the season, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, it should be a really good trip away. Um, we'll, we'll start with West Brom. Obviously, I'll start with you, JD. Obviously, it's been, I think it's been 11 weeks since we were all together watching the Borough. Um how was the excitement on Saturday morning? Uh, it, it, I, I, it's the first time I've really looked forward to the first match of the season for a long time. Um, it, it normally takes me, a, yeah, well, it has done the last few seasons, takes me a couple of games um, to get into it. Maybe it's because they've been sort of underwhelming ends to the season and, and it, it just hasn't grabbed me for the one that's about to come. But it was the opposite this year. I, I was really looking forward to it. Um, I, I know, and we'll go into it later, that we still haven't got um, a lot of uh, our targets uh, over the line. Um, but I was still looking forward to it. Um, the fact that it was a half five kickoff meant, you know, a few extra beers, uh, visit to the pit market for me uh, on, on Saturday. And uh, yeah, it, it set me up nicely for the game. Yeah, it was uh, it was a long wait. Um, it was one of the I suppose the disadvantages of waiting for the R five game, obviously the first game. But you want to just get into it and get on with it. But um, uh, Dally, how did you? What was your pre game excitement like? Yeah, it was. It, it's a strange one um, because you know it, that half five kickoff. It just seemed to throw me a little bit. Um, like you say, you're watching all the other games kick off, and um, you know I was absolutely buzzing. Met in the have early doors, few pints. Um, and I was absolutely buzzing up until the point where watching Sky Sports, the build-up to the games, and then it comes across the, the ticker at the bottom, Middlesbrough v West Brom. Middlesbrough have only won three of the opening game fixtures in the last 20 years. And you're in, oh, get in. Before you go in, but, uh, but not absolutely buzzing to be back under the disco ball and the navigation, um, having a couple of pints before the game. Yeah, it was. That's the one stat I think 
that just didn't was it me and you that mentioned it, John, in the uh, fan zone about the uh, the uh, the was, opening day staff? It was Steve, wasn't it? Walls Hendrico, who comes yeah. on here, him and his dad, they mentioned it. Yes, that's that's I remember. If I, I knew I'd heard that stat before, um, before Dally said it then, but um. No, it was uh, it was a bit of a bit of a daunting stat there to uh, to be fair. Uh, but uh, John, obviously, I met you before the game. I had a drink or two in the uh, fan zone. Um, you 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 were pretty much up for it as soon as I got you, wasn't it? Yeah, first game of the season. Well, I was looking forward to it, and like like John said, I think it's uh, there's quite a lot of optimism around the club at the moment. It's pretty obvious what we need to do, but our first eleven is quite strong and on a par with. the most of the other teams in this division. So, yeah, I was excited for it. Well, that's it. I mean, you know, we'll... we'll I mean, now you've mentioned it, I'll start, start with you. Our 11 that started the game on um, on Saturday afternoon. Also, we had a, few, a couple of new boys come in. Um, I say, Sack Stefan came in. Daryl Lenihan came in. Um, what did you think of the, the the team that started on Saturday? Yeah, I, was, I was pretty happy with the team. I thought Fry might have started, but he did say that he had a knock. So, so that obviously that's why I didn't want to set him back a couple of weeks, maybe, you know what I mean? So you can understand that. So, yeah, the, the team was pretty strong, really. Yeah, it was exactly what I, th- I thought it would be. Um, I think there was... I thought we might have seen Marcus Force, but then I thought, well, he hasn't had a pre-season. But um, I say, apart from that, it was... I mean, as I said to you before the game, uh, we'd back on, we'd be starting, and he did. JD, what did you think of the team? Uh, I, I was quite confident with the team, you know. I mean, I watched the, the player warm ups from, from the sort of uh, northwest corner. Uh, the players were right sort of close to us, and, and I hadn't heard the team, and I saw Dale Fry uh, amongst the players, and I thought he, he, he'd been named in the starting 11. It was only when the stadium announcer, um, Put the team out there. I, I realised, you know, that he hadn't quite um, made made the fitness levels to start the game. But uh, but yeah, you're right. Don't risk him. Um, you could only set him back a lot further. So when the team was announced, um, I, I was quite uh, confident that we do okay. Yeah, it's a. Um, I, I knew exactly what you you mean. Obviously, I walked down there to meet you for the. Um, the big surfer that went across the north stand um, on Saturday. I say the team was warming up, a lot of excitement in the crowd as well. It was really good uh, being down there. Obviously, um, sensing what the players felt because it looks like the players were looking forward to it as well, which is really important for me. Um, Dally, what do you think of the team? Yeah, I was a little bit shocked that that, that, that Joe Brackbomb started. From honest with you, I thought he'd go with Colburn. Uh, sorry, Colburn. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't expect him to play at all. Um, I thought Foster was going to play. Sorry, I meant to say there. Uh, but then when you say, yeah, he hasn't really had a pre-season. Akpom's only had a week on him. Do you know what I mean? But but it made sense. I listened to Wilder's interview afterwards to say that, you know, at least Akpom's played in the system. Um, but do you know what? Fair play to him. I've been a big critic of Akpom, but um, I thought he put a decent shift in. But the rest of the team, I was quite happy with. It was what I... What I Obviously, the, the Fry one, you expect him to play, but he obviously he's taken a knock. But, you know, steady hand and bowler, I was quite happy with it. Yeah, it was a very... It's one thing that we didn't have last season was balance to our team. And obviously, bringing Giles in, we had balance. And I say we, have, we had attacking force on the left 
and the rise, you know, it wasn't always what the lopsided like it was last season. So it was it was very promising to see both starting, uh, two strikers up front that that crave off balls being chucked into the box. And I say, I'll come to you, JD, because you absolutely whacked me in the first ten minutes. Um, when the ball went across the box, obviously the um the diving wing backs came to force. Uh, ball went into Akpom, crossed the box, and there was Isaiah Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, a good build-up, to be fair. Um, I, I thought, uh, you know, Giles picking it up and cutting inside and then feeding it to Akpom. Akpom, great pullback and um, uh, a, a steady a steady um, finish. You know, he could have easily screwed it wide, um, but he, he caught it well. Knocked it in. Uh, crowd went crazy. It was a decent, uh, a decent build-up. You know, it was very promising um, forward play. Yeah, it was exactly the the start that you'd want in your first home game. I, I, I don't want to say it was like the start of a new era, but it was like a proper start to that the Wilder era because you say Wilder when he came in partway through the season last year didn't really get a grip of uh, obviously a full pre-season with the squad. Has this time, but they say it felt. It felt different. It felt, you know, it felt like something's going to happen this year. And to get that start as well, um, obviously, Dally went absolutely crazy next to me. Um, <laughs> absolutely loved it. Um, but John, I'll come to you. Obviously, you were a bit further on the north stand. Was it as nutty as it was where we were? Yeah. To be fair, the north stand was was really full. Let's hope that continues for the rest of the season. Mm. Uh, there wasn't many spare seats about in behind both goals, so and the atmosphere was really good, especially first half. So let's hope that continues because uh, it can only benefit the team and the players. Yeah, exactly. No, you're absolutely right. Um, first one of the season, completely agree with that. Um, but uh, I, I want to continue with the first half. Obviously, we, we created we created a fair few chances in the first half. I'll stay with you, John. Is that did we start to show what we were lacking? In, in our squad, let's say, with the chances we had, surely we should be putting one or two of them away. I know what might a couple of golden chances in that first half. Yeah, I, th- I think we all know what we need. Wilder knows what we need. He's, he mentioned it many a time last week in the Q&A. Mm. Uh, when it was 1-0 and we, we, had, we had a move, I think it was about 35 minutes, where we kept the ball for about two minutes and it ended up with, uh, I think it was Watmore missing the chance after Giles put the cross in. That goes in, it's a completely different game in it, you know what I mean? At 2-0. But the move itself, the build-up play was really good. There was a lot, there was lots to be positive about, especially the first half for me, anyway. No, you're absolutely right. It was um it was, it was such a positive first half. I, I felt like we got on top of West Brom. West Brom couldn't really get going. You know, it's I, I look at the West Brom team, there's a lot of there's a lot of talented players in that squad. You know, still got most of the Premier League players that came down. You know, they haven't got rid of them. A lot of players are on the bench. Then were even Premier League players, so it showed the depth of quality they had. And we just didn't let them get get going. Obviously, the two midfielders they've got in Malumbi and Livermore weren't allowed to get, grab control. It was which is really encouraging for me. It showed that we took we because for me last season we started games very slowly and it cost us. There was a few games where it really did cost us. They say, I look at Bristol City, I look at Barnsley, I look, I look at, I'd say even Huddersfield at home last season. We started slow and it cost us a goal straight away. Obviously, I'd say, you can say the last game of the season, but we all knew it wouldn't have mattered anyway. But I thought that start in that first half 
we grabbed control straight away. I don't know what you boys think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Um, I thought we were very impressive first half. Uh, I, I thought we would have missed uh, the energy of Tav. Um, but but McGree uh, was busy. Housen again was 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 superb all over the pitch. Um, Crooks strong. So yeah, I thought we uh, I thought we won the battles all over the pitch first half. Um, and you know if we'd have had uh, a, a centre forward who would gamble on the ball going into where Giles was putting it time after time, we'd have um, we'd have cruised that first half. Um, and got in, and the game would have been virtually dead. But uh, all I can say is, if that's the the template for the rest of the season, it's going to be good. Absolutely, no, I completely agree with that. It was, um, it was, it was the tempo was absolutely spot on. It was, it, it was exactly what Wilder football is all about: in your face, push from the front, and we it, we just like like we caught West Brom a bit calls. Like they come up here expecting a tough game, but they didn't quite expect it to be that tough. And we had everything around the pitch, our strengths everywhere. You know, there wasn't the lights last season. I was saying earlier, obviously left hand side, we were really weak. This year, we've sorted that problem. And and like you said there, JD, if we just had that killer number nine, who stands on that on that eighteen yard box and crosses towards the six yard line. We, we could have scored two or three in our first half and all of a sudden it's a completely different game in the second half and, and we don't let them back in. Well, obviously, we saw the, the, the sitter that Watmore missed, um, but there was other balls uh, from either side that, that went right across um, in front of the keeper behind the uh, two centre-halves that our forwards just couldn't get onto. Like I say, I mean, I know it's different either, but... Imagine the likes of Ravanelli getting that service. He'd have been, he'd have been, he'd have took the match ball home at half time. He'd have, he'd have got a hat trick. It, it would have been um, food and drink for him. But you know that excites me for the rest of the season because obviously once we do get uh, the, the top half of the pitch sorted out with the players that um, Chris Wilder's targeted, um, if we can still get that amount of service. We'll do well. I think there's, you know, if, let, let's see how the transfer window pans out. Um, we're getting linked with people who, I think that people are making names up now who we're being linked, linked to, you know, some Bulgarian international or something that no one's heard of. And an hour later, everyone's kicking off if we haven't signed them. I think, you know, you look at the team now. Right? So you look at the team last year and teams kind of sussed us out. If the ball didn't go to Jones, we didn't really have a plan B. And teams were doubling up on Jones. But now you've got Giles on the other side. It's it, it, you, you know teams have really got to think out out, out of stoppers. But like you say, John, we get we can get a striker who's, who's you know is going to be poaching. You know that that that's what we have to get in. It's yeah, a plan for all to see. That's what uh, Brentford fans say. Marcus Force is like you know that that's his forte, so to speak. Uh, that he 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 gets himself on the end of uh, on the end of crosses. Now I know we, we we saw a brief glimpse of him on on Saturday, but I think you know once we get uh, once <clears throat> he gets used to our style of play and he just hangs back a little bit and then makes the timing right to get on the end of Giles or Jones's crosses or whoever it is who's out wide, you know it, it, it could be food and drink for him. 
Well, that's it. I mean, and for me as well, that's something that Wilder can show potential signings. You know, the strikers want to come in and say, "Well, am I going to get the service? Am I going to get the you know the, the balls into into me that I can put away that I can potentially you know give me the chances?" All Wilder has to do is show that first half on Saturday. The amount of chances that Giles put into the box, that Jones put into the box, even House and McGree, they all chipped in to, to you know to put but to put service into that six yard like, straight into that six yard line. And I say I'm all going to the, the second half a bit in a little bit, but there was times in the second half that we were putting it right across the uh, the, the face of David Button in the uh, the West Brom defence. All you need is someone to just gamble and have that killer instinct just to go and knock the ball in. And that's for me, that's what we were missing. Well, I think we all said, didn't we, last year, we were crying out for the threat on the left-hand side. And I think if you look at the 46 league games and the numerous cup games we have from last year, I bet not once were we more of a threat down the left-hand side than Jones's side, but we were on Saturday, which will then give Jones more space to possibly have an even better season this year than he did last year. Well, that's it. I mean, there was there was times last season where his, his assists were obviously overpowering his goals. I know he got he chipped in with a few goals, but there wasn't a great amount of of um, goal activity coming from his side because he was just basically providing everything into the box for whoever came in the box, like you know Crooks, Housen came in there, Coburn, you know other players. And I just feel this year we've got we've got both sides. Hitting and if we just sort out that front line, we, we will be because every, everywhere else for me, I don't know how you feel. Everywhere else for me on that pitch is sorted now. We've got, as you lads sang, a decent keeper and in, in the between the sticks now. Um, and Zach, Zach Stefan, um, which by the way, I can't get that song out of my head, I really can't. I've sang it all day at work, um, and um. So he made a cracking save at, at, um, at nil nil as well. You know, he he, he ran backwards, tipped it onto the bar. I said, I know he shouldn't have been as far forward he was, but the recovery he made was ridiculous. Uh, so imagine, imagine so you jump in, Steve, but I imagine Joe Lumley. He thought he was yeah. the Colombian keeper. That's what I was about to go on to. Yeah. You know, the, the Sugar Puffs advert, he thought he was him. <laughs> sugar Puffs that was, that was a goal last season, to be fair. It so was, it's, yeah, it's a fact. No, no, you're absolutely right. It was, um, it is, it is a fact because you know that was the type. I mean, look at the the goal you conceded on Saturday. Not to be brutal on Lumley, but you know he should be saving that 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 goal he conceded against Blackpool. But um, you know that's the whole problem. I don't care. Uh, but you know that's the type of goals we were conceding last season, and I know we can did concede eventually. And um, you know the goal came from. Was it was I don't know if it was a slow start to the second half or they just caught his calls on the break because all of a sudden the ball went straight over the top. Uh, I think it was from the goal scorer himself, um, John Swift, who then obviously made the run into the box. And um, we just looked like, like, like Lenahan was out of position, uh, Bowler left his man a little bit. It just looked like we were caught cold a little bit. I don't know how you boys feel. Yeah, they come out, they had a strong 15, 20 minutes uh, and, and obviously got the goal uh, and could have got a second, uh, but for a smart save by uh, Stefan. Um, I, 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 I'll attribute it to, to their um, 
start to the second half rather than us being sleepy, dozy, whatever. Mm. Um, but the, the goal was far too easy. The goal was far too easy for them. Like you say, Swift started and ended the move. But to be fair, the, the ball was cut back and he was virtually on the penalty spot with nobody near him. And the keeper stood no chance. Um, we, we, from our point of view, it was it was poor. From West Brom's point of view, it was a really well worked goal and well finished. Um, but we we got the grips with them second half, and to be fair, the last the last twenty minutes was us and all us, um, and you know we we could have we could have gone on to win it, but. I just thought one or two of our players showed signs of um, tiredness. And I know it's the first match of the season and, and people will be screaming, surely you don't mean tiredness. What I do, that it's match fitness, isn't it? It's, it's not quite there yet for some. And um, we just looked a little bit leggy. I think it showed our lack of um, strength and depth as well, because you obviously looked at, we only made two subs. I don't. Is is the five sub rule in this season? I think it is, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if not, West Brom made way too many subs because they were making subs every five minutes by the second half. You know that that showed the, the difference for me because I said I looked. At, I think I said to you, JD, one of the subs that West Brom brought on, Dean Garner. He's a Premier League player all day long. He should be. He should be playing for mid-table Premier League teams safely. And the fact that West Brom could bring him off the bench and put him into the squad, and he, he caused a problem straight away because he, he 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 created a chance within the first two minutes of him coming on. You know that that was the difference for me. We didn't have that sort of impact off the bench. And I think that's why Wilder said after the game that he needed five more players, which for me was about right. Well, I brought DK off the bench, didn't he? Wasn't he linked with twenty million pound moves last year? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, I, I'm looking there. It, it says it only made three subs. I'm sure that's lying to me, because uh, it, it seems like they were they were making subs every five ten minutes in the second half. But it, it just proves my point. You know, we only made two subs, and like you said there, JD, I think that the lack of fitness obviously kicked in because we weren't allowed to bring off the players that were looking a bit leggy. But I still felt we looked fitter than what West Brom did. Because if it's a last five ten minutes, a lot of player players went down, you know, feeling you know the, the muscles, bit of cramp. Not, I can't remember one of our players going down with cramp. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I said tiredness. There. I didn't mean tired. I meant sort of match yeah, fitness, yeah. Uh, um, w- which is what I meant. And, and it, it, it's what you get because um, you, that's what preseason's for. But you never get the intensity here in preseason sort of friendlies. You never, you never get that intensity of a, of a, of a competitive match. Um, and I think it was, it was then number 14. He was, he was forever going down and, and, and getting his teammates to turn his toes and, and, um, you know, uh, trying to get away from the effects of cramp. But I, I, I just thought we put a hell of a lot into that first half uh, and it started to show at the, at the end of the second. Um, but as we as we spoke about earlier, the game could have been dead and buried in that first half, but we we didn't do it. Uh, that's something that Wilder knows where our problems are, and hopefully this week 
and the next two or three weeks in the transfer window and sort that out. Well, that's it. I, I always say, don't lose your first game. Especially, especially for me, they're going to be a promotion rival this year, West Brom. There's, there's no ifs and buts. They're going to be up there in the top six. You know that they're, they're one of the favourites to go up, like we are. And you don't lose them games. Don't if you can't win your first game, don't lose it. So to get a point against another promotion, to, you know, promotion rival potentially, I thought it was a it was a promising start because I thought I felt last season we may have lost that game. There was there was a couple of saves that Stefan made in the second half. He had to, he had to be big and strong, and you know show show I suppose his um, stature in a way to you know just which I, I felt Lumley wouldn't be able to do, and I just felt that Lumley would have let a couple of them shots in harsh if that sounds harsh, you know so you know they be but I just felt that um, you know it was a good point. That's that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at you look at the team on Saturday, and, and we we had McNair missing. We had um, uh, Fry. Mm-hmm. Mike um, Marcus Force will will pick up game time as his fitness improves and his understanding with our um, method of play becomes um, more apparent yeah. to him. So. And, and obviously, there's, there's, there's still um, a lot of players to come in to the squad. So it was a promising start. Yeah, I, I went away not too dis- not too disappointed with the results. Um, I, I was more pleased about um, the, the the attacking threat that we posed against, a, like you say, a good, strong West Brom team, especially in that first half. Um, and. In games this season, we'll win the game in the first half. You know, we, we'll get that over over the line. And the second half, it's all about game management. Management after that. Um, exactly. Yeah, but, but I was I was pleased coming away from the ground. Yeah, exactly. I was exactly the same as you. It was a promising start of the season. You know, we we, we just simply couldn't lose that game. And like you said, uh, we're going to win games in the first half and. If we play, you know, not to be disrespectful, unless a team like I don't know, a Rotherham or a Birmingham, we put them, you know, two or three nil behind, you know, we put them to the sword straight away within that first half and they won't have the quality to come back at the game like West Brom did. They say John Swift is a, is a, is a top quality championship player. Obviously, fed, the ball fed through by Jeb Wallace as well. There's another one that they got through from Millwall. A couple of, you know, a, a really good free transfer that we were linked to a couple of years ago. So, you know, for me, that was a, it was a good test against a really good championship team and a good test of where we are as well, you know, what we've got to aim for. And it gave us a clear indication of where we really do need to just you know, step up our recruitment game a little bit and uh, and bring some players in. Yeah, and, and it um, you know the tough tough test continues on Saturday at QPR. You know, so there's exactly. no respite. Um, the the great the games come thick and fast, and um, yeah, we we've, we've got the ground running. No, exactly. You're absolutely right there. I completely agree with you, JD. Um, I'll let you, JD, load up the. Um, because I know you put a, a, a question out on Twitter, obviously getting people's reactions on what they thought of the game. Um, I'll start with you, Dally. Who was your man of the match on Saturday? Um, for myself, I was really impressed with 
with uh, Giles. I was, you know, the, the fact that we've now got balance on that on that left hand side. He was up down, got a beautiful left foot. Um, I'd have to go with him. Beautiful left foot. Uh, <laughs> um, John, come to you. Yeah, for me, it has to be Giles as well. But uh, I thought I thought Stefan and uh, Lenahan won every header first half. I thought it was notable to mention a new signings. But for me, Giles was the outstanding player on the pitch. If I'll come to you, JD, because obviously I'm going to talk, you're going to talk us through what the other fans, you know, that have gone to us. My, my man of the match was uh, Dyke Steel. I thought Dyke Steel was absolutely brilliant in that in that game. I just felt that he covered for Jones very well. Jones, I say, he, he used his, uh, his pace. And even at times, Dyke Steel overlapped him. And I say, some of the control and the passing that Dyke Steel was doing, I thought was brilliant. And uh, I had no complaints from him. I thought he was he was my man of the match. I said, I know that you know Ste- Stefan gets a shout out, Lenahan, Giles. There's, there's plenty of players I could have shouted out, but yes, Dyke Steele definitely. JD, I'll come to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dyke Steele had a good game. Um, I thought Bono did well in a in a sort of a, a, a central position. Um, Lenahan's going to be immense. An absolutely colossal of a player, you know, leader, fighter. Um, it, he's going to be great for us. Absolutely. Giles was excellent, but I liked uh, House's performance on Saturday. Uh, I, I thought that he was um, he was the boss of the midfield. Uh, so I, he got he got my man of the match. But again, not not. Uh, notable um, mentions to McGree. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I thought he, he he looked tricky at times. He, he spun away from his man, uh, quite nimble. Um, sometimes you know, o- overworked the ball, but um, but uh, all positivity for me from our midfield. Um, but I would give money the match to John House. Um, I, I did put, uh, I posed a question on Twitter. Um, I just, I just asked a simple question. In, in your opinion, was one one a fair result? I was quite surprised by the, um, by the uh, response we got, massive response, um, but also by the the result. Eighty four percent of people thought that one one was a fair result. Sixteen percent. Was uh, no, it wasn't a fair result. Um, a few comments. T. Uh, uh, Marin on uh, on Twitter said it was probably fair, but we should have killed the game in the first half. If Doug scores and we get tunnel up, that's game over. It was simply a game of two halves. If we can keep that first half performance for the full ninety minutes, it would be a very exciting season. Um, Morris Enrico, who we mentioned earlier. Uh, he, he, he says it's not a game of two and a half, he says, but a could and should have been two or three over half time. Second half, with the strength and depth of the uh, baggy squad, they had the better of the second half and maybe could have nicked all three points. This was a point gained rather than two points lost. Craig Simpson, um, I think the lack of depth, midfield being out on their feet and being overrun with their options off the bench, it was a game not to lose. So obviously he's happy with his uh, work. Barry Stimson loved the approach on the front foot from the word go, neat passing, high pressing, a fantastic contrast to the previous 
uh, eight to nine years of fairly negative uh, football. Didn't put it to bed, unfortunately, when 23 players had nothing left second or overall happy. Uh, I'll come back to some more later if you want, or do you want me to continue? No, no, we'll come back to him. Um, you were saying that, that you were surprised about the result of the, the poll. Were you expecting pe- more people to say no? I was, yeah, um, because, um, I, yeah, I, I, I thought there would have been um, more people thinking that um, we, we shaded the game and, 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 you know, we overall deserved the win, but hey, prove me wrong, 84% is a... Um, is, is, is a massive percentage you'd take that on there uh, who wants to be a millionaire yeah. <laughs> you, you certainly would I'll give you that I voted and I voted yes I thought it was fair um, I just yeah I, I just I just thought we dominated the first half and I thought they really got into the you know got to grips with the second half we could have nicked it at the end but I did think that um, yeah I thought after, I thought a draw was a fair Fair results, so you know, which I'm, I'm quite happy with. Yeah, I'll just do a few more. Then, um, yeah. Jacob Jervis, who uh, who's guested on our, on our podcast a few times, hello, Jacob. He says, I believe in the end it was a fair result, but we again had chances to kill the game. Uh, fair point, Graham Franklin. Uh, it was a game of two halves, and it's concerning that for almost two seasons, the Borough haven't strung two good halves together uh, in far too many games. We'd be in the Premier League already if we had. Uh, Gareth on Twitter says, "For me, no. He, that that means it wasn't a fair it wasn't a fair result. We should have killed the game off in the first half." And Dave Walker, hopefully new strikers plus fours, and we will finish. There's a pun there. Finish these teams off up the border. Um, and, and and that's it. Uh, that's it from uh, from the Twitter replies. Right, so Thank you very he, much for everybody. He's not finished. He's only he's only 22, <laughs> 23, isn't he? <laughs> he's not finished. Poor lad. But no, no, he's um <laughs> yeah, he's no, they're absolutely right. That's everybody knows what we needed. I think everybody that watched it on, on telly in the ground, the highlights, uh, everybody knows what we needed. And um it was interesting to see. I know while I mentioned about the, the five that he thinks we need to get in. He also mentioned there was a couple that were just about ready to to sign. They were very close with with deals. Obviously, it's come out tonight about um, a, a link striker from is it from Groningen from Holland. Um, let's try and get his name right. Jorgen Strand Larsen. Yeah, go. yep. And 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 I've just had a, a a message of somebody that's rubbish. That so. You, really? you, you don't know, you don't know. That's from somebody sort of, uh, shall we say, who who may be in a position to know a bit more than uh, somebody who, uh, I, I don't know. It's all rumours and counter-rumours, but um, take it with a pinch of salt until we see them. Um, on, on on the Butter website, holding the scarf, holding the shirt, uh, holding interviews, then uh, we'll, we'll take all the links and the uh, rumour with a pinch of salt, I suppose. But you're right in what you're saying, Steve. Uh, I, I think, I, I think, obviously, one out today with Tav uh, finally going. Um, but I think today, sorry, uh, t- tomorrow, Wednesday, we may see um, 
we may see a couple of arrivals. Definitely. Um, is it because we, we've, we've transfers now? I'll be honest with you, I miss the days before social media when you'd open the Gazette and you'd, you've signed a player. You know, you can't win on social media because, you know, the club get linked to get linked to a player. And sometimes it's a player. I mean, there was there was one the other week. I, I can't even tell you his name because I've never heard of him. Some I think he played in, in Italy or something where, where Connolly's gone. And within about two hours, everybody was flapping because we hadn't because he was linked to another club. And you're thinking, you hadn't heard of him two hours ago. Don't tell me you had because you hadn't. <laughs> and then and then if you get linked with a striker who's who's only scored four goals in his life, why are we going for him? But then you've got to trust in you know the, the new recruitment team, you know the, who've picked the likes of Pucky up and you know little gems like this. And it's do we either go and try and find a gem? Or do we go and splash a load of money on a on a player who you know yeah, I mean, might, might not do it? There's all there's those players who've been linked with us for quite a few weeks now, Moon is and, and Hopper or Hoppy or however you, you say his name, the the American um, it's not Tony Hopper. No, it's not Tony Hopper. Got, got um, it out. <laughs> <laughs> um you know, they've been, shall we say strong links for a number of weeks and it hasn't gone away whereas we've had players yeah they're coming to border one day and then the next they just disappear they just vanish and then they're not linked to this anymore so you've got to you've got to take things with a pinch of salt but um everybody's looking for that that position and the center forward um and like you just alluded to there Dally um Caden Scott picked up uh, Timo Pokey not a chance will be thinking, who is this guy? Never heard of him. You know, what's he going to be like? He, he, turned, uh, he turned into uh, a, a championship superstar, really, didn't he? So, you know, let, let's see what uh, what comes our way. I'm, I'm pleased that we're getting, um, shall we say, uh, prospects uh, at, at age 22, 23, 21-year-old, rather than um, paying 8 to 10 million for... Uh, somebody coming towards the end of his um, his peak. So, so we'll just see how it goes. No, you're absolutely right. It was, you know, I, I think the days are gone that we we start splashing 10, 15 million on a on a you know a, a chance, you know, a chance that someone's going to come in and hit the ground running and hopefully scores the goals that will get us promoted. We're gonna we're gonna invest the money wisely. I know we've had the money coming from Spence going. Tav going now, but I just don't see us going out there and spending 10 15 million quid on a striker anymore. And I'm, I'm all for that. I say the, the, the transfer model's in there now. Kieran Scott's good at finding these little gems, these little get bargains in the market. That's why he's been brought in by Steve Gibson. So we've just got to trust that he's he's um he's doing his you know doing what he can to get people in. And I say I've got full faith that he is. But before I move on to QPR, I just wanted to get what you boys thought about what Rodrigo Munez is doing. Is he is he is he playing social media exactly how it should be? You know, he's 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 not putting anything blatant, but it's obvious he's putting something, you know, the little likes that he's putting out on, on random tweets, you know, the 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 clock and the t- and the praying sign, you know, trying to, is he trying to get a move? You know, I know he was on the bench for um, Fulham yesterday against Villarreal. You know, is he is he playing to the fans exactly right? I know there's that 
campaign come out free Rodrigo Muniz, which I think is pretty pathetic, to be honest. But, um, you know, he's no boss. You start. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could start somewhere like that. I really wish I could start somewhere like that. But you know, I just wanted to get what you boys thought about what he's doing because he's, he's he's obviously playing social media exactly how it should be. Well, just just be, just be sorry, John. Just before I answer that, I mean, we heard um, Wilder saying, you know, that we've made three uh, strong inquiries for three. Premiership strikers. Um, now, you know, names that have been bandied about, uh, Adam Armstrong, Moonies was mentioned, uh, and, you know, who, who the third one is, we don't know, but, um, but yeah. What's the third uh, one, Marcus Force? Yeah, probably, yeah. I, I, I was trying to think then, it just slipped me mind, but yeah, of course, that, that'll, that'll be it. But, but yeah, you know, you would think that Fulham must be aware of what Moonies is doing on social media. That the, the, the club now must be so wary of anything that goes out on social media. It's a pity our club couldn't have been wary about um, Aaron Connolly's uh, influence on social media because, well, anyway, he didn't do himself any favours, did he, with those balloons? But uh, it is in TS3. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure Fulham m- must be aware of what Moniz is doing or whether it's his agent who's controlling Moniz's account. I don't know. But the link's been there for quite a while now with him. Um, even before he moved to Fulham, we had that strong uh, link with him, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so, so who knows? I-, I hope it'll all be resolved fairly quickly. Uh, look, he's... With regards to playing fans, he's, he's he's probably, let's be fair, he's probably a millionaire. He doesn't need to do that. I, I'll be amazed if that deal doesn't happen. I just think it's bad in town. It'll full him sort something out. And I think I think it's pretty much agreed. Not that I know anything. I'm just surmising. But with him liking the club's tweets and other fans, he's not doing it to any other club's fans. So I'd be amazed if that deal doesn't happen, like I say. That, that, that's that's exactly why I thought I'd pose the question. I know, I, obviously, I'm, I'm with you there, Johnny. You know, he doesn't need to, you know, I suppose, you know, suck up to any sort of fan base. But for him to like random tweets from Brazilian, you know, reporters or whatever they may be saying that the deal's about done, it just seems a bit random and, you know, a bit out of the blue. And I didn't really know what to think when I saw it. I still don't know what to think now. You know, he, he might be one of these few players who have a, a really good personality, a good crack. He just might be winding people up. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see in the next few uh, days and weeks whether or not uh, it does come off. I think yeah. it's a, you know, obviously, it, it, it's, everyone's on social media. And I think, you know, when you look at the way players conduct themselves, you know, you've got examples of, you know, you've got Jed Spence who spent time here, you know, got his move elsewhere and then thanked the club he went on loan to who quite clearly didn't want him because there was only one bidder in the in the room for him. Then you've got Munez, who's in the team that he chose over us, and now he's flirting with us again on social media. But then, you know, you look at the way players, players you know, conduct themselves on social media, and look, you know, I'll, I'll touch on it because I know I can see John's quite emotional about it. He hasn't, he hasn't said a lot, but, you know, Marcus Tavernier, <laughs> I wasn't his biggest fan in the world, I'll be honest with you. Don't uh, talk about him! <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I didn't think he was the biggest. I was his biggest fan in the world. You know, doggy market will be happening now on a on a Saturday, three o'clock. That they're not having to, you know, fish balls out the out the market roofs. Um, you know, but but fair play, the lads. You know, he, he was a grafter. He, you know, he started his career as, and, and you know, the, the you know the the message he sent out to the fans. But I'll be honest with you. I mean, I don't know if I'm feeling. I'm getting a bit old, man. I'm thirty three. I'm getting a bit old. Um, I I I like it when the players were quiet and you just gotta. You know, you find out who the who you've signed in the Gazette when they've got a put, put a scarf above their head. Jamie, those days are gone, mate. I'm sorry. Um, uh, no, I know the I know the yeah, and everything. Yeah. Is. I know. Uh, yeah, it's it's nostalgia. I, I I fully understand where you're coming from, but you just can't keep things quiet nowadays. No, no I'm I'm the same as you, Dally. Um, yeah, I, I was all for you know coming home from from school or college, where it may be, and looking at the Gazette and there's a player on the back page. You know, you're like, oh, look, we signed him. You know, came out of nowhere. But, you know, I think everybody was quite entertained when Peter Ronze Wingy all them years ago turned up at QPR for the crack. Just just, <laughs> just, just, just turned up and said, I'm staying here until Harry Redknapp signs me. You know what I mean? That, that was absolute pure golden TV. No, <laughs> now Jamie's mentioned it I think it'd be remiss was not a mention Tav nine years he's been here never caused the club one bit of problem I don't think he can ever question his commitment and we've got decent money for him so yeah people people go on and whinge about him going to Little Bournemouth well I hate all that kind of stuff he's moved to play in the Premier League he's got now to do with size of clubs people say we're the little club but it's our club same as that's their club doesn't matter where he's gone but yeah I'll after one week, I, I wish him good luck, mate. So I, I was a big fan of Tav, as you lot know. So hopefully we can replace him. You never mentioned it. No, I did I not. No, but no, I'm, I'm with you. We all good luck to the lads. You know, that's for me. That's now gone. He's he's moved. We've got the money for him. Um, and don't get me started on plucky little Bournemouth with the billionaire owner. You know what I mean? Bought the way into the Premier League, you know. You can't tell me that was a success story. It was just pure gambled, and he he basically rolled two sixes. So yeah, they are they are small. Though. I mean, you see the size of that deck chair compared to the stand. I mean, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 no. the ground the ground is tiny. Like I've got to good good luck with him because, like I say, it was like you say, John. You know, his commitment was there. Whether I was a fan or not, you know, he grafted. Um, and like you say, he never caused the club any chill. No. So, I good mean, luck to him. I just wish he could say free kicks like his brother. Yeah. He's got another beer again at the weekend, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but, no, you're absolutely right. It's like while while the commented last Monday, you know, he mentioned about the, the situation with Tav, obviously, with, you know, Bournemouth had made that initial inquiry. He said straight away, you know, Tav hasn't, Come, come to steam near his office saying, you know, I want this, I want that, I want that. He just got on with his job. And that's the kind of thing you want to do, you know, until until you get that move. You know, I know he went down at the weekends because the move was close, but until then he didn't cause a, he didn't cause a problem, you know, he didn't create a big fuss about it. He didn't chuck in a big transfer request. So, you know, fair play and good luck to him, you know, I'll I'll keep an eye on how he's gonna get on in the Premier League next year. Um which does start on Saturday. Well, Friday night, actually, doesn't it? Starts Premier League, so... Um, but 
you know, that's for next season for us, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, QPR, Saturday. Um, I don't know about you, JD. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, first away trip back on the road. Um, the long trips are always the good ones as well. I know it's an early start Saturday morning, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what is it? Two thousand nine hundred tickets we'll sell. Um, great following, fantastic following from uh, such a distance. Um, you know, not easy, not cheap to get to uh, to to West London, but um, yeah. It's it's a good little ground and uh, generates good atmosphere. You know when you've got the upper and lower tier, um, some nice boozers around around um, around the stadium. Yeah, always, always something I look forward to. Yeah, same here. It's, I, I, I always look forward to the first away game. Anyway, obviously we were in that part of London for our first away game last year, going to Craven Cottage. Obviously got a decent result there, but it was you know it's. It was it was a good one to start with for me. QPR is a old school ground um, because the stands are right on top of the pitch. Um, I know a few fans are mourned because it's a restrictive view, uh, but that doesn't bother me all that. You know, it's 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 proper old school, like you said there about the upper and lower tiers, create a bit of noise between us. It's it's going to be a good it's going to be a good strong atmosphere. But um, see, I usually like to ask you lads, what do you think the lineup will be, but we could have two or three players in by then. But I'll start with you, John. Would you like to see Force come in and, and see what he's about? I, I, I would start him. Because for me, in two weeks' time, Akpon's not going to be even at this club. I'd get him in, get him match fit. He's been training. It's not like he's come out the court. He's been he's been training with Brentford. You know what I mean? He's not being injured. And uh, obviously, Fry's fit. He possibly comes in. Paddy McNeil be there or thereabouts. Now he's he's finished his suspension as well, so the, it'll be an interesting team sheet on Saturday. Well, that's it because it's you know, the, like you said there. Obviously, we've got McNeil coming back in. Fry will definitely come back in. Obviously, being our, our number one centre half, um, I can see may, maybe Fry slotting alongside Lenahan and Dyke Steele. You know, but do we put McNair in midfield? Does he play at the back? We've got a few choices to make all of a sudden. And you say the opposition as well, obviously, I've looked at their transfer business. They've brought in some really good players, you know, notably um, Roberts coming in, Tyler Roberts coming in from Leeds on loan. They say that's a really good signing. It's, it's, you know, I know they got beat at the weekend, but, you know, you, you don't mind getting beat with a hell of a strike like what um, Ben Travis came up with. It was a hell of a goal. But, you know, they've, they've done some acute signings you know they've uh, the only thing I don't know is who actually their manager is because it's not Mark Orbit anymore is it I can't help you on that one mate no. I'd say his name but I know he was a coach at Liverpool um, I've absolutely dropped the clanger because I can no he was, the, he was the lad at, he was at Rangers with Gerrard and then went to Villa it's the back it's, yeah I'm pretty sure with that team isn't it the one who was at Rangers Michael, Michael Beale yeah that's, that's it that's him that's yeah him. Yeah, I, I I knew they brought in a coach that was a number two somewhere else. I just couldn't remember his name, and I just kept going to the um the theme the the, the gentleman that left Blackpool, who's now obviously gone back to Villa to be Gerard's number two. Um, but you know they brought in some really good signings. They say at QPR, they, you know 
they're a, a solid championship team. It's always a tough test going to QPR. We found that last year, the the two two draw, which quite frankly we would have we would have won that game if it wasn't for Lumley's absolute cock up. But um, you know, um, it's going to be a tough game. It really is going to be a tough game. So I'll start with you, Dally. What's your prediction for Saturday? Um, I think I bought a one nil win, mate. If I'm honest with you. That's what I'm fancying, a 1-0 win. Can I stretch you to a goal scorer? You can stretch it to a goal scorer. I think uh, Al Chubber might get the goal again down there. Stretching to a Chubber, right. You don't know my capabilities. Um, John, I'll come to you. Picks you for Saturday. I'm also going 1-0. I'll go Darrell Lenehan. I thought you were going to say you're also going for a chubber. Um, but Daryl Anahan, right? Uh, so you're you saying set piece or? Yeah, yeah, set piece, yeah. Right. JD? Um, Joe Nil, Laura. Uh, I, I, I thought last season um, was probably, that was one of our most complete away performances um, that, that I can re- remember. Uh, last season, it, we we were superb. I know that doesn't board, uh, it doesn't make any difference to this. It's a totally different game, but um, it, it is a tough place to go to. But I, I think after Saturday's performance, we can we can go there with a with a bit of confidence. I, I'm hoping that um, we, we'll see a couple of players yeah. come back in. Um, so I'm going to go 2-0 and if you want goal scorers uh, I'll go McGree and Crooks just first goal scorers it's on me mate ok then Crooks Crooks yeah. there you go would you see would you see a bookmaker to sponsor us I think you know, I, I can I can fire out the you know the, the, the scorecast we could offer but um, you know that, there's a hint to anybody listening uh, I think two 0 as well. I'm gonna go with you. I think I think we'll we'll nick a goal early. Um, I quite fancy Dale Fry to score. Um, at the weekend, um, say Dale Dale Fry maybe I don't know forced to get his first goal back in West London. That'll be a good way to sign it off. And then I drink about six hundred Jaegers on the way home. So you know. Pretty standard away to, but um, no, it should be a good trip. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, but yeah, and that's 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 us done for the week. I thank you all. For... JD, sorry, just before you finish, JD, have you just oh, seen us on Love Island there or what? I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Love Island, daughter watches it, yeah, not for me, mate. All right, Dick and Sue and David have just won it. Who's that? There you go. Is that two blokes? <laughs> he's signing for Borough on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, there you go. Transfer exclusive. There is, you go. Is he much fit, though? Comes off the bench. It was going so well till he mentioned that as well, wasn't it? Sure, because I, I showed you the screen on this on this call and you went off to watch it. Your screen went black. <laughs> there you go. To, to be fair... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I did have a look, thinking, "What the hell is he watching?" But yeah, you've, you've all now found out. But um, yeah, we'll see you in the month, Dally. Thank you very much for popping on. Um, right. To John, thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure. Um, 
and thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting as well, getting involved. And um, yeah, we'll be back next Monday, hopefully with another another good away trip done. Yeah, uh, just to, just to let sort of uh, anybody know that we're going to try and keep it uh, under a regular thing now because. Yes. Um, it was a it was it was a Tuesday last season, but so many got sort of moved because of uh, the games on a Tuesday. So what we what we do, do what we've done this year is say right, we'll do it on a Monday, and it, hopefully it won't interfere with too many games. So exactly, so there, there we the, go. The first and game, gone. And then again, um, we, we've got we've got. Yeah, and we got Sunderland on a Monday. Yeah, I was just about, I was just about to say the first the first one we're missing will be the beginning of September because we're playing Sunderland at all. But um, no, Jay right. Uh, regular slot Monday nights. Um, I suppose our own little Monday night football. Um, so yeah, we'll um, we'll sum up the weekend's football and we'll preview we'll preview the whole week's football, whatever midweek game, whatever weekend game, and then uh, yeah. Keep your comments coming. Keep liking, subscribing, and um, if you want to come on, you know, get in touch. Yeah, so, by all means, send us a DM, send us um, a message. Come on, yeah. Ev- everybody's opinions of the butter is valid. Exactly. Apart from, apart from, apart from a few that are here. There's one of the guys on Saturday. Josh Clover is terrible, and I still can't let that go. I really can't. But. Um, yeah, no, he's absolutely right. Get in, get in touch, you know. We'd love to have you on. It's um, not an exclusive club. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, I'll leave it there. Arriva Dirty, up the borough. Be seeing you. Up the borough. Up the Love Island. Up the borough. Up the borough.